Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Ill, ill, recording. I no, don't know what it is. You? you know those mornings Are you when you just... get through the show. Oh, listen! I have to fight to get a word in edgeways today. Do I? The worst of all days. You know when you well, just... that's, well, that's the irony of that, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. You know when? Is it my turn? You know... <laughs> and I think we've started, haven't we? So I'll tell you and the listeners. You know when you wake up one morning, you think, "Oh, I'm not well," and you don't really know why, and you just feel like, "Oh, oh, I've got a cold coming." Well, I'm in that yeah. phase, and I it could yeah. go either way. By the end of the show, I could be laughing and. And clicking my heels and saying I'm absolutely fine I don't know what the trouble was or I could be dead on a pool in my studio floor and you'll have to finish the show on your own let's see what happens but hello oh, everybody yeah. <laughs> that'll be a bit of a disaster um, in <laughs> fact it'll be quite a lot of a disaster really um, particularly for your mum um, so has your mum got it as well? Well, no. I mean, in actual fact, I was supposed to be running my mum somewhere this morning and she woke up early and I woke up early begrudgingly to run her and she said, I'm not feeling very well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a bath and not go. And I sort of said, yippee, and went you back to bed. You did a jig. <laughs> did a quick jig, got to bed and didn't wake up till 11.30, which even by Aidan wow. Bell standards is um, <laughs> pushing it. So yeah, I don't yeah. know. It may just be my body wanting an excuse to take a lie in. Let's see what happens. Let's see if I get through the show in one piece. It's funny how... Um, uh, Body clocks work because the other day I, I was awake at six o'clock, absolutely wide awake, which is really not like me. And I was awake for about an hour and a half, and eventually I dropped off to sleep. Same as you today, I woke up at eleven thirty. And you think the, the the offset of time that you've lost is not the same as what you then gain yes, later? Yes, and, and and you won't want to hear this, Ted. But I've put I've the only link I can make with that is is when you're not feeling so good, when you're slightly depressed, when you have angst or problems. I tend to do that. I will wake up exactly right. as you said at five or six in the morning and lie there thinking why can't I sleep and then I'll yeah. fall asleep again at eight o'clock when I ought to be thinking about getting up yeah yeah it's the old body clock whatever yes. works eh? and talking of which it's show 182 and it's almost slap bang in the middle of March and we're bringing you this show as usual every fortnight and here we go again whatever works dot works is our website links to all the stuff we're gonna yak on about today whilst Aidan still is alive and <laughs> I'm two days late to say beware the Ides of March aren't I oh yeah <laughs> but you are you're not too late to say happy St Patrick's Day I suppose oh I had no idea about that well then there you go to be sure <laughs> AidanBell.com is where you'll find him and tedsalmon.com is where you'll find me and um, all the stuff that we do linked out from all of there. We won't bang on about it again. Uh, have you noticed how all this stupid weather is going up and down and up and down? Oh, I've been I looking cannot at the, wait for it to be over, Ted. I've been looking at the charts on, um, on uh, the Met Office uh, videos and it's just like this rolling, hot, cold thing going on, isn't it? Well, I think it's because we're going to hell in a handbasket because of global warming. I really do think that plays a part. But yes, it's just this interminable winter that keeps teasing us with, a, with, a, with 20 minutes of sunshine and spring. And you think, oh, at last it's over. And then you get a snow shower the next day. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm fed up with it as you are. I'm fed up with tradespeople as well. Oh, yes. Not, not only for static homes, but also for my dad's house. Whenever you try to get someone in, they, they've got a leak at the moment. Not, not a serious leak, right. in the roof. Yeah. And you, you, you phone the people up and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll pop round Monday or Tuesday. And then about a week later, they, they, there's nothing. They don't turn up. And the same is true with static, um, the static home situation. My 
boiler needs a, an, uh, a service, and they're supposed to come and just do it every year. Has he turned up? No. And you think, oh, you keep chasing these tradespeople. And then they you charge know, you 200 quid for the visit and 50 quid for saying good morning and 50 quid for closing yeah. the door on the way out, yes. In actual fact, this roofer bloke is training his 16-year-old daughter up in the, in the same trade, which yes. was quite, quite surprising to see. But actually, maybe that's the, the wise way forward. You know, give his daughter a trade, because she'll never be short of work, by the way it seems at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I certainly approve of that. But what I don't approve of is that an awful lot of tradespeople, and I'm not talking about everyone, there are always great apples in the barrel as well, but a lot of people seems to take advantage of the fact, like plumbers, of the fact that they're necessary and needed and they, can, they keep you waiting and they charge you a fortune when they come just because they can. Yeah. OK, right, what's next? Um, oh, I'll tell you what, we keep getting power cuts. That's my next winch. Oh. We don't. We I've, had one. I've had, <laughs> I've, I've had four power cuts in the last two weeks. One of them was down to um, the the site management. Fair enough. But the, but I still had three unexplained, no notice, no planning. It's really disruptive, isn't it? Oh, I tell you what, though, we've had one, and then I think we had a scare at one point. But because my mother is elderly, where she's on that register where I always get lots of texts telling me there's a problem, you might get a power cut. Oops, yeah. you've got a power cut. Don't worry about right. the power cut. We're fixing the power cut. Um, yes. I might try and get on to that. Well, that you reached the don't... grand old age of 60 last week. Maybe you're entitled now, <laughs> <Yes>. Ted. <laughs> uh, the good news is, though, that my corner shop, which is like 50 feet away from me, has is taking in bigger and bigger items from Amazon. They used to, if you ordered something from Amazon, they'd say, oh, no, can't deliver it to the shop, it's too big. Um, but now they're getting bigger and bigger, so that's really good. Um, I got an Ethernet kit, which I'll come to later, and it's not a small box, but, yeah, they delivered it there, which is really good. And the other bit of tech news I've got is... Sorry, can I just I... interrupt there for a second? Will they not deliver directly to your very door? Do you have to pick it up from the shop? Not from not to my caravan. No. Ah, I see. Okay. Oh no, in that case, the shop is a godsend. Yes, static, carry on. The static is great. Yeah, yes, really. Uh, it, but, but some people actually roll the dice on that because I've seen Amazon doing it, and um, the only time I tried it, um, they tried to deliver it to the office, and I and but other people seem to be able to get Amazon to bring it to the to the anyway. The the shop is just fifty feet away, so it's not a big fabulous. Problem. And the last thing about of techie news was that I got the um, my first folding phone. Well, apart from the Duo, the Fold Four um, via Steve, and I'm really loving it. It's it's reminiscent, you know, of the Nokia E90. Okay, you you haven't got the 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 hardware keyboard, but you can actually turn it into that mode and use a keyboard on the the flat side. So, at the risk of getting too techie, it, it's really really nice. I'm really enjoying. Um, Ooh, it's very clever. Yes, indeed. At the risk of turning turning into the wrong podcast. Apologies, Mr. Litchfield. That does sound <laughs> lovely, doesn't it? I mean, the, 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 you know, the E90 was famously my favourite phone ever made in the world at all, ever. And anything yeah. that was reminiscent of that. Yeah, and of course, people, listeners will may know that I went through that whole thing of giving up my foldable Cosmo phone in favour yeah. of a regular, normal, in inverted commas, phone. And now you've gone and gone the other way again, you swine. Well, you, I don't think you would like it because the keyboard is... If you put it in that mode, the keyboard's still on a screen. Yes, so. yes. You know, I, I don't know. Anyway, anyway g- good to know. <laughs> if, if we ever meet up, you can play with it. I thank you, sir. Right, <laughs> you said that Nobbs. before. <laughs> <laughs> Simon Nobbs. I say you're cheering up now. Simon Nobbs is in that first with the Stanley Max Steel multi-angle vice, which we put on, I wonder who bought it, um, last show. And he says it was him 
Oh, no, he didn't. He says he bought it after listening to the show. And I can confirm it's a very nice piece of kit. This is the, the, the vice. That's which right, yeah. clamps on a desk, any desk, <laughs> and then um, changes whichever way you want to. And Anyway, he says that um, he was looking for another vi- device, uh, sorry, vice, and it seemed to fit the bill. One setup, I gave all the moving per- parts and oil and made a start on a couple of projects. I gave the lawn ma- mower blade a sharpen and made a repair to a small bracket, then saw a piece of wood all went well so it's definitely a keeper thank you for the heads up and thank you to whoever, whoever it was that bought it from the amazon foot thing for me indeed and that's good to know and thank you very much simon and apologies for my being perhaps slightly snobby about it when we talked about it because i've got this old ancient slab of advice yeah. in our garage i love the ball joint on that i mean that really mm. that's a usp on its own yeah thank you simon for that feedback and um i'm glad it's worked out for you Excellent. Another Simon. Oh, no, sorry, the same Simon. Simon twice. Simon says... wireless pop-up charger. Now, you remember I also brought onto the show in the last edition um, this fabulous pop-up charger way that comes up out of the desk um, as if by magic. And Simon says, during the installation of a new kitchen and breakfast room for a customer, I installed two of these for phone charging and peripherals. The customer, his wife and family, tell me they use them every day to charge their iPhones and they're very pleased with them. They're not super fast, but they get the job done and they don't take too much space on the worktop. I can highly recommend them. So Excellent. Excellent. Vindication for Mr. Bell, and thank you again, Simon. Two great, two great yeah, shouts yeah. there. Very, very good indeed. Thank you, Simon, indeed. Now, we come to the part of the show, which is the Gareth Williams show. <laughs> Gareth because Williams! He's, um, like Southampton Corporation buses, um, <laughs> he, ca- he comes along with six at once. A six-pack. <laughs> Hurrah! Anyway, thank you, Gareth. That's really good. <laughs> we'll kick off and fly through these as quickly. Gareth Williams then on a load of balls, in this case, Nike golf balls. This is not my first purchase of these, and every single time they fail to, they never fail to impress. Arguably cheapest chips when priced out per ball. I'm a keen hacker and have loved the Nike balls long before they were discontinued, or rather morphed back into their original name. I'm stocking up ready for the new UK golfing season. I didn't know golf had seasons. And if you are too, I recommend these unreservedly. So there you go. Um, uh, Golf balls, Nike. Golf must have seasons. Would you want to go out in this weather and play golf? (laughs) (laughs) Gareth now brings us the photography video lighting kit. Now, this interested me, of course, with my filming bent. He says, I picked these up as a last-minute solution for short-notice portrait location shoot, and what a great decision. I think it's a kit of two lights. They are versatile. They are are very competent as a USB-powered mobile solution. Very good indeed. It comes with two two LEDs with two sets of filters, so two sort of great big LED style lights, two sets of filters, two tripods, and each LED lamp has a separate USB cable for power. The light's power is adjustable for just the right look. They're also available with a £10 voucher reduction right now, which I took advantage of. So, so far, having been used in the field, they cannot be faulted. £44 down to £34. Now, that made Mm. me gulp. I mean, I've got a set of three little LED lights, which, yes, they are, in inverted commas, professional ones that I bought back in the day of making all the videos that I used to do. They were 800 quid for that set. 
And I've also got three um, full-size professional filming unit LED lamps, and I bought them second-hand for about 500 quid each. So when you think the technology has now shifted this far in the interim, what, five, six, seven years, that you can buy a decent set of lamps for 44 quid or, nay, 34 quid, I'm very mm. impressed, Gary. Thank you for that shout. Yeah. Must be the, the, the whole kind of TikTok, YouTube shorts. Everyone's shooting videos of themselves. Yes, yeah, and it's, of course, mm. so, so demand brings down the prices, plus the fact that the technology changes on a daily basis. You buy a computer, by the time you get it home, it's out of date. <laughs> Next up is a projector and laptop floor stand, a portable stand from Gareth on a tripod purchased primarily to hold my next dock on location. This allows me to provide clients and models with instant feedback when doing photography shoots and it excels. Very, very robust, heavy, sturdy and rugged. That's good to hear. This is a multi-use item too as when it's not out and about, um, when I'm not out and about as a very amateur camera button pusher <laughs> um, it is deployed as a stand for my projector um, and also allowing for additional screens to be used in the office it's worth noting that I plumped for the reduced price used version at under 20 quid um, the new price is £35. It arrived, and it's as good as new, wrapped up and boxed. Well, he, you had a, a good um, experience with that. You remember my hand blender? I had a bad experience with you buying a used one from Amazon on that. But anyway, there you go. Um, another pleasing uh, purchase, Gareth says. And another pleasing purchase from Gareth. This time, I, th I think this indicates he may be a secret paparazzi. I love this. <coughs> Excuse me. And it does look very professional. It's the... I, how do you pronounce this? <laughs> Z-T-O-W. <laughs> Swato, sounds South African, camera strap. I bring you the dual camera strap, says Gareth. This allows me to carry two of my cameras safely when out doing snaps. And indeed, if you look at the picture, you can see one on each, one on either side. It's secure with double attachment and is adjustable so as not to be, so, so as to be not only a cross-chest dual system, but it also transforms to hold a single camera in a variety of different ways. It did make me, it did take me a minute to get things the way I wanted as there was no manual or instruction sheet but it was time well spent yes it does look like some strange sort of harness you have to find your way into yeah. I now have two cameras safely with me within easy reach and the added bonus of feeling like an undercover agent or an Oktoberfest <laughs> attendee it does look as I say it looks very professional slightly paparazzi but very very convenient I like that one Gareth thank you Okay, back to golf now, and the Stubert Men's Evolve Extreme Sweater. I like these, and I've got four of them in various colours, says Gareth. I also have a large amount of apparel and accessories by Stubert, my chosen golf brand. These are extremely comfortable, windproof, look good, and the long sleeves um, are good, and the half-zip neck make them ideal as a mid or base layer um, layer. A, a, a mid or I'll say that again shall I <laughs> <laughs> they are not just worn when I go out for a round of golf they are my staples for everyday wear as well I would say that these tops are the foundation of my casual wardrobe they're very attractive I do like that yeah. they look like Star Trek uniforms actually yeah very attractive indeed 
You'd have to be nice and slim. Yes, but thank you for that, Gareth. And finally, it's back to balls again. Gareth Williams on one-step bamboo boxes. <laughs> See what I did there? From balls to pants, he said, I have travelled here today. My drawers are full of these drawers. One-step <laughs> boxes, or pants as they like to call them, are very comfortable and a welcome addition to my ensemble with some colourful designs. They are bamboo-based. Oh, vive la bamboo. Bamboo's extraordinary. Yes, I approve. They are bamboo-based and guaranteed to prevent chafing with a snug, flexible fit. They do exactly what they claim and have resulted in many of these being shipped to me. I would rather be wearing these than my old so-called designer boxers any day. Fantastic. And that's it. The Gareth Williams show is over. (laughs) Speech, speech. Gareth says, I'm happy to contribute in some small way to an excellent group and podcast. I wish I had more time. Thank you to Mr. Salmon and Mr. Bell. And Gareth, thank you very much for that. And you're lucky I didn't attempt the Welsh accent. I can't do it. It always comes out in (laughs) Indian. It's lovely. So um, thank you very much, Gareth. Thank you to you too. Actually, actually, I don't know if he is Welsh. I know he lives in Wales, but he might not be Welsh. Anyway, back to a quick techie one. So um, Gareth Miles, another Gareth, it's the Gareth Show, has set me up with the Devolo DLAN 550 Duo Plus Powerline Starter Kit. Oh, that, yes, of course. Oh, this, this is, uh, I think we might have spoken about this a long time ago, where you plug in a, um, a thingy into your, into your wall socket and it uses the, um, the power line that runs through the ring main Instead of trying to use Wi-Fi, so you can—it's effectively a wired connection. I used to so do that as a kid. I used to have an intercom where you could plug in one, and then you plug the other intercom into another room, and you had an intercom between rooms running down the mains. So same principle, I guess. Same principle, yeah. And this works really well because my router, by necessity, is a long way from where my computer is, and so I plugged—I've now plugged in this thing into the wall. You plug everything else into that thing. Plug the router in the other end, and yeah, it just uses the ring main. Work really well good signal um and it was just a nightmare trying to get a reliable signal particularly for podcasting um and now it just works perfectly and i haven't had to kind of move everything around to accommodate so this was 28 quid for the the starter kit the two plugs and some cables um fanny gerant and nice and clean nice clean signal no noise no interference yeah yeah definitely. excellent very very good Good shout. Roger North brings us the, I get all of them here, Sriracha Chili Mayo Sauce. Uh-oh, this isn't one for me. I recommend yeah. Sriracha Chili Sauce to you, says Roger. I, it took crispy chicken burgers last night to another level. And the same for today's <laughs> lunch. Spanish omelette with prawn and red onion. A couple of quid Mm, at Lidl and other stores. Warning, contains both chilli and mustard, so it's a bit hot on its own. (laughs) Oh, I mean, I couldn't go near this. I am such a baby when it comes to spicy food, so I'm afraid um, not for me. But if you like that kind of thing, thank you very much, Roger. It's not for me either. I can't do chilli. It does nasty things to me. But but it doesn't mean to say that I don't like other spices, because I do. I, I If I'm having some soup, I just put loads of pepper in it. I, I like hot stuff, and I love Indian food, but chilli just seems to be not one of the things that I need to do. Oh, I can't. Chilli, pepper, <laughs> mustard. No, I'm just so puff about puff when it comes to all of that stuff. Yuck. Oh, you're not allowed to say that. No, no. <laughs> We'll get letters. Steve Litchfield is next on the Outsunny 3x3-metre pop-up gazebo. Just in time for spring and summer, he says. Oh, yeah, right. When's that, then? (laughs) 
We use gazebos throughout the year for various purposes. In this case, in March, for providing a dry area outside the back door for the dog to do its business. Our five-year-old gazebo, a similar one, uh, we left up in 50 mile an hour winds. <laughs> and despite my corner weights um, fashioned by sandbags, it got destroyed. This one is sturdy, folds amazingly small when not needed, is easy to put up even by one person, and it keeps the rain away. It's a lovely feeling standing under the... Oh, uh, yeah, I'll say that again. It's a lovely, and I agree with this, it's a lovely feeling standing under a gazebo when it's tipping down oh, with yes, rain all Oh, yes, I can vouch for that. Lovely, yes, it, it is, yeah, yes. Yeah. I really like that as well. Um, comes with side panels. Yeah, should we start a group? We... Should we start a kinky group? People who like standing <laughs> under gazebos in the rain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or two-man tents. Anyway, um, comes with side panels, which we don't often use, and guy ropes, which we never use because they're a trip hazard. So we weigh down the corner with those sandbags again. Um, it's good for up to 30 mile an hour winds, he says. Yeah, good idea. And if I had a garden, I would have gazebos, definitely. When I did have a garden, I did have gazebos, and they're, they're, they're fantastic. Um, if you just, you know, just be weather aware, absolutely. Do you know what? We do have a garden. You, I may have mentioned I've got a pond in the garden. And we've never had a gazebo. And I am being... Yeah. Te- I'm thinking if the summer ever, by some miracle, does actually arrive, if I could afford this, this would be lovely. It also comes in four colours, blue, green, brown, five colours, blue, green, brown, white and black. I think How much is it? It's 94 quid. Which is which is a very good price, but it's still ninety four quid, um, yeah. and when it's chucking it down outside, I don't don't feel tempted. But wow, Steve, thank you for putting <laughs> this idea in my head personally, uh, because I think I might just be tempted in a few weeks when the summer comes around. Yeah, there you go then. Ian Barton brings us a Garmin Mini Two dash cam. Uh, For the car, of course. My daughter's car suffered damage, says Ian, inflicted while parked. A man living opposite was abusive when she parked in front of his house, which are terraced houses with no off-street parking. After a bit of research, I decided on getting this dash cam. It's small and has a decent 1080p resolution and a decent performance in the dark. You can set it to upload recordings to Garmin's website in case someone decides to nick the camera. It can record activity near the car when it's parked as well. Easy to install and decent supporting app. Fag lighter socket powers the unit, as, as ever. 118 quid, so not cheap, but, I mean, you've just outlined several very, very good reasons for getting it, Ian, so um, I, I approve. I've got a, I've got a ch- much cheaper and more cheerful dash cam in my car. Also, I've got in the back window the old broken dash cam that I've had for some years, which I put in the back window to look as if I have a camera in the back window to stop people ramming me from behind, because I'm cunning like that. But um, <laughs> this looks very nice. Thank you, Ian. Good shout. And according to someone, and according to someone in the MeWe group, um, it can be hidden behind the mirror to some degree, and so people might not be tempted to break in and nick it. Yes, I suppose. Um, unlike the reverse one, the front one, you want to have hidden. Yes. Yeah, I suppose so. Um, in the MeWe group, Ian Barson tells a bit more about his um, sad story about his daughter and the, mm-hmm. where she where she has to live. So, li- links in the show notes to our MeWe group. Go and read that from Ian. Okay then. I wonder who bought it. I wonder who bought the Nuovoware <laughs> water bottle carrier bag. Do you think there's someone really like cute. IKEA? Do you think there's somebody at Amazon whose job it is to dream up ridiculous names for products? 
the, the Chinese. Um, this is uh, this is this looks pretty cute. It's a little bottle pouch holder thingy, um, adjustable shoulder strap, so you can strap it over your shoulder. Two pockets are on on the front, so you can stick your phone, wallet, or whatever. Made of neoprene, and it's available in about a million colours. I noticed. Very cute and handy for days out. Fifteen pound ninety nine. And the main purpose of this is yes, you need. I mean, you obviously need to make sure that your water bottle is the size to fit in the, the main section but you can put your water bottle in it slap, throw it around your shoulder and it's got these pockets to carry your, your wallets and phone and whatever else you need to carry with you on your day out i can see people going on days out down to the zoo with this round yeah. them. looks great and i mean it doesn't have to be a water bottle i don't know what if you were a surveyor and you had a piece of equipment that happened to fit in that size it's just a quite a nice little little shoulder strap bag isn't it or a Zoom recorder. Or a Zoom recorder. Very nice indeed. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you very much, everyone, for um, using my affiliate link. If you don't do that already, please start doing it. It's at tinyurl.com forward slash Amazon TED UK. And I get a few pennies. Thank you. Still using and still using. What are you still using, Mr. Salmon? I'm still... Yours has disappeared. Where's it gone? I took mine away. (laughs) I was feeling very unwell and not up to doing it. I thought I'd do it next week. Um, Curse you, you found me out. (laughs) My still using is the Bodum coffee set, um, which I brought to the show in December 2020 on Whatever Works 126. It was 35 quid then now. Sorry, then, and it's now £51. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Since how long is December 20, 2020? Three years? Three years. Well, going on three years, yes. And it's gone up by like, um, uh, I can't work it out, 60%. Anyway, um, this is a, a triple pack of a um, stainless steel vacuum insulated French press coffee maker thingy. <laughs> it, essentially, a, a cafetiere. Um, but it's it's got this. They're all all these uh, separate elements are made of really really nice. I material. remember you buying There's, it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There's a double walled um, travel mug with a lid, which does not survive inversion. You may remember, um, so you don't turn it upside down. Um, and it's got a sipping lid, which is great. A really nice mug. And it's got um, the, the the third part of the kit is a an electric. So you have to plug it into the wall. A coffee bean grinder. And that works really, really well as well. Very, very efficient. The nice thing is that it just looks so cute, though. It's a nice little set. Um, and the colour I got it in, which is kind of a pinky flesh colour, which they seem to be calling clear for some reason, okay. um, is really cute. But there's um, there's also a black one if you want one. Anyway, yeah, I'm still using that. Um, it, it's doing good service, and that is my still using Bodum coffee set. I do remember you buying it. I was jealous then, and I'm still jealous now, Ted. Nice one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've put mine back. I felt unwell today, and I uh. thought I'd, I I wasn't didn't have time to prep it. But I I, I know what it is. I'll I'll tell you about the Air Free P Forter Filterless Air Purifier, uh, which was what first of October twenty one. So again, going on for three years this year. Um, this is a weird one. This is an air filter which I have in my bedroom, which um is absolutely silent. I mean, obviously the air filtration can be done in various ways, and and some of them have fans in them and things. This is utterly utterly silent basically as far as i understand it it heats the air and that's it you don't have to put anything in there's no filter to change there's no uh, chemicals to add nothing all it seems to do is it heats the air and (gasps) excuse me 
in so doing, it purifies. And as I say, I didn't have time to, to do the research this morning and, and actually get the explanations for you, but it's easy to find on web, I'm sure. It cost 144 quid. Uh, I paid 139. It's now gone up to 144. I was dubious at the time, but I was having one of my health kicks and I wanted to, uh, to put it in my bedroom. And so help me, it does work. It took a few days, as, it's, as they say to you, to get going and to, to actually ta- have its effect. But I remember talking on the show about waking up in the mornings and, and, and going out to get a cup of tea and then going back in the bedroom and going, oh, it's a bit rich in here because you're in the bedroom that you've been sleeping in the whole night long and you hadn't realised when you were in there what, how, how stale the air had become. Have you had that experience? And you go out and when you return to the bedroom, you realise how stuffy the air was in the bedroom that you've been sleeping in. No, no, because I always um, sleep with an open window. Okay, I also do. As of, I also have a slightly open window. But anyway, I put this thing in my bedroom, and so help me, after a week or so, I was finding that the the air wasn't so stuffy, and that's lucky mm-hmm. because I, I remember at the time looking at some reviews which said it, you do have to have a. A, a large degree of faith with this product because there's no moving parts. There's no indication that anything is happening at all. The only thing is you can feel a slight warmth. If you put your hand over the top of it, you can feel slightly warm air rising. That's it. You just have to believe that it's going to work. But it did. And it does. And it still is working three years later. And I do believe that it is helping the airflow. As, as I say, I have now got a, a, a my bedroom window open by a crack um, all year round now, 24-7. So that helps as well. But that's at the other end of the room. So it doesn't interfere with the air being purified at the other end. And I'm very pleased with it. And it, it keeps working, but it doesn't do anything at all. It just sits there and you have to believe it's a faith product. <laughs> and, you're, and you're sure that you're not supposed to replace the filter? <clears throat> You'll probably look it up and find out that I do. And I haven't. And I'm an idiot because that's how it works on this show. But as far as I, I just... know, <clears throat> no. Well, well, I was just looking at the Amazon brand own brand one, and it, that that one's got a filter in it, and uh, and it just made me ask the question. That's all. But yeah, I mean, may, maybe you're right. Perhaps this is why it's more expensive and better. I'm just having a quick look through. My, no filters or UV lamps to replace. There you are. Right. Very <coughs> Excuse good. me. Oh dear, Excellent. I'm feeling a little Not better. Good. Thanks for asking, but. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there's, there's a lot of froggies in my throat. They're having a meeting today, so apologies for that. <clears throat> yeah, the one okay. I've got is recommended for rooms up to 16 metres square. Totally silent, small and portable, no filters or UV lamps to replace. Soothing night. Oh, it's got a bloody nightlight on it, but you can turn that off. <laughs> and releases neither ozone nor ions. Not a light in a bedroom. <laughs> but anyway, there we are. I'm still using it. I'm still very happy with it. Is it me again? No, you go first. I'll come back with mine afterwards. Okay, my uh, my cheapest chips is the young bee. Do you remember on the last show I got this parasol thingy? Oh yes, yes. Um, and you were for, waiting for the, for the huge, great big stand to be delivered. Yeah, and I've got the stand now, and that's all. It all works fine. Although actually, the um, the thing was blown over in the wind the other day. Um, not up. It was it was down. Mm-hmm. Um, with with this the item that I'm talking about here over it. It's a parasol cover. Um, and it still blew over in the wind. So that base, although it seems very, very heavy, it's not heavy oh, enough. Oh, that was a the, mighty wind we had the other week. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, this is a £9.99 outside uh, patio umbrella cover, waterproof, anti-UV um, and tear resistant. And it's very neat and fine and it's good. And I think it's worth the, the, the £9.99, to be honest. You, you, you also get this kind of... This wand with it, this telescopic wand, that's really quite funny, <laughs> because you can put the telescopic wand up inside the thing in order to put the thing over the top without kind of 
uh, having to um, lean it over or whatever. Anyway, um, it does the job. It's got a zip halfway up and it's got a strap that you can do up around the middle of it and it works a treat. So I think that's worth the money. Splendid. Nine ninety just just scraped in there at nine ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Mine's half that. Mine's four eighty four. My mother was recommended by the dentist recently to inhale, you know, sort of Vicks vapor rub or whatever. My mother is of the generation that used to use Fryer's balsam. I'm sure some of our listeners will remember that oh, sort of brown yeah. liquid you put into a jug, you add hot water, and then you put a towel over your head and bend down in front of it as if you're praying and you stay under there for fifteen minutes. And my mother used to do that. <coughs> Excuse me. Sounds like I ought to. <coughs> and um, she started to do that with Vicks. She's using Vicks in hot water. And I said, there must be an easy way to do this. And I found the a steam inhaler. It doesn't have a make. It's just called steam inhaler. Oh, it does. It's Medishore. Oh. It's a Medishore steam inhaler. £4.84. Pence. What you get is a tiny little plastic um, pot. It's a bit like, um, it's about the size of a drinking cup. And it's got a handle on both sides. If you remember that little children used to, uh, would have to hold, um, if you give your small child yeah. a drink, it's got a handle on both sides. It's almost exactly like one of those with a lid. And on top of the lid is a sort of mouth shape, uh, nose and mouth mask shaped piece of plastic rubber. Um, and that it actually does come with some menthol things, which I just poo-pooed straight away, and I've gone on using Vicks Vapor Rub. So you can put the menthol, menthol things in that it comes with if you want, or as I did, you just smear a little bit of Vicks Vapor Rub around the inside, add hot water, put the lid on, shove it up to your nose, bob to your uncle, and you have an inhale. And not only that, you're not underneath a towel. You can, you can you know, watch television or read a book or do whatever you were doing before, and you can inhale with this thing. And it and it does the trick, does the trick. Works very nicely. I, I filled it up three or four times for my mother, and she inhaled successfully with it. And now, now it's going on the kitchen shelf should it be needed again in the future but it was only four pounds 84 pence and i think it was worth every penny very good um i am almost tempted because one of the things it says in the list here of things that it combats is block sinuses and i get block sinuses all the time i use ulbus oil and i kind of shake it on my shirt yes because my sinuses are just blocked all the time so i don't know it might be i'd give one of these a go i mean i didn't need it but i mean putting it together for my mum and breathing it in you know what uh, what's it called when you get smoking second second hand second hand breathing in of this thing was fabulous and i thought oh yeah this is good oh i like this and it has also actually also come with a cheap and cheerful nasal inhaler so they give you a couple of freebies with it but um again you could what was it you said you use um albus oil so you could probably just put a few drops of albus oil in and some hot yeah, water and heal yeah, and, and inhale yeah. with that no highly recommended yeah. ted yeah yeah definitely and i I'm, i put i put it in my basket i'll consider it cheap as half a portion of chips marvelous i want one i want one i want one i want one of those what do you want? I want. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you what. I I really fancy, but I don't want to buy it. But it's because it's just so cute and it's so Japanese. It's the new Fuji film Instax Mini Twelve camera, oh, nice. and it's seventy nine pound ninety nine, and it's just so cute. They 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 brought this thing out, and it runs on AA batteries. <laughs> There's some um, uh, over the um, the version eleven. They they added some kind of um nice um additions um but the um the thing is though it, it i don't think that i would use it i i, I don't if i had one what i want is someone else to buy one that i know and i can play with it um the also the um the the um the, the photographs if you, when you buy the um the, the kind of polaroids uh, photo packs they work out at 75 ph so you'd really want to have to do this and you'd want to have to be I can see, you know, as I say, Japanese teenagers down the pub or oh, whatever, yes. um, 
taking pictures of each other and, and sharing them around and it being a big social thing. I, I really, really fancy one of these, but I'm not going to pay 80 quid for one. It's just so cute. Love it. I remember you were very, uh, as these things, as the, the original iteration of these things died away, you, you had them on the show a couple of times and they're great fun. I just love the idea of paper. You know, it's, it's Vivla analogue almost, isn't it? It yeah, may be yeah. modern digital technology, but it's still printing it on a bit of paper, which I like very much indeed. Yeah, in actual fact, it's it, they claim that it's all analog, but what they do is they provide you with an app for your phone, so that if you want to, when you've printed it out, you put it on a desk, and it uses its um, its software to take a photograph of it, and and thereby digitising it as well. Um, but look at those colours: blossom pink, mint green, clay white, <laughs> lilac purple, yes. pastel blue. They just they're just so cute and lovely, and I want one. <laughs> then you should have one, sir. I tell you what I want. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want a Fospower 2000 milliamp NOAA emergency weather radio portable power bank with solar charging, hand crank and battery operated <laughs> SOS alarm, AM, FM and, and LED flashlight for outdoor emergency. Blimey. This is just a little... And again, it's actually not expensive. This is 26 quid. So, I mean, one could almost... Why not buy this anyway? Uh, it takes three AA batteries. It's basically, I suppose you could start by saying it's a radio. It's a radio which has a flashlight built in, which also has USB charging. Um, it's got a hand crank. So if you're in a situation where you can't power it up, you can hand crank it to keep it going. Uh, power cuts. It's got a solar panel on the top to assist in recharging. Um, it's just basically one of these. If you find yourself in an emergency bunker, you'll be fine with this kind of things. Um, I couldn't speak for whether it's any good at 26 quid. It probably isn't. But I just love the idea of it. I love the idea of this one-size-fits-all radio, flashlight, solar charger, power charger. Takes three AA batteries, which you'll love. And you can hand crank it as well for good measure. Good fun. Yeah, it looks... It looks fantastic. As you say, it, it'll probably arrive and it'll be all plasticky and crappy and you'll think, what a flipping waste of money this yes. was. But if it, if it does all the things it claims to do, then why not? Yeah, absolutely. And it's next day delivery. So if the apocalypse starts, <laughs> you might be able to get one in quickly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, my last one is the um, a, a camping light, but quite a clever kind of twist on it it's it's made by Xiaomi and it's called a media split camping light and what it is is it's a, a lantern that you would take camping with you. you you must remember from the old days you kind of hang it up inside and yes it, and it yes gives you a light and it's um rechargeable and all the rest of it um but the twist here is that you can take the middle bit out and it's a torch. Ah. Looks really clever. So the so when it's in place and locked in the torch, that becomes the handle to hang the um to hang the the lantern. But then twist and pull out the middle section from the top and you get a torch. They've got separate batteries, so the main light's got a 4,800 milliamp hour battery, which must go on forever. Oh, it says 100 hours. Um, it's got USB-C charging, and the torch has got its own 800 milliamp hour battery. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, it looks really good. And a Kickstarter campaign, um, it, it's, only, it's being released in China first, no news about other markets, but $29? equivalent I, if, if that was available I, i'd definitely buy one of those that looks really really good and if there's a power cut which i spoke about earlier you've got instant light and a torch i really fancy ah one of those. there's the use ca i was just going to say to you ted if you buy one of these you're going to have to go camping but no you've you've got the <laughs> secondary use so you're all right i, I, I camp all my life <laughs>
Yeah. And, I, and I like how you note that it's got voice commands as well. Oh, yeah. I so, about that. I mean, yes, you're quite right. I would enjoy saying light on, light off, yeah. light on, yes. light off. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Kelly is having trouble with leg cramps, as demonstrated by a very interesting conversation that went on for a while on MeWe. Chris says the pain is excruciating. I can second that. It really is. Yes. Suggestions from the MeWe panel included a glass of tonic water every day. Salt. I think that was your suggestion there, Ted. Magnesium and potassium in your diet. That was mine. Massage. That was mine, too. Quinine. Electrolysis. And keep your legs warm, (laughs) plus gentle stretching exercises before bed. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can all concur with all of those. Um, Chris concluded, you have prompted me to dig out my old soda stream. I don't enjoy drinking plain water to keep hydrated. Now, that surprises me. I agree. That surprises me. I mean, I thought everybody loves it. I love water. Water is the best drink in the world. It tastes of nothing. Plain water is just so boring. Really? Oh, yeah, I plain, can't stand it. I mean, I also say I love fizzy water. Absolutely. I do. I like tonic water, mineral water very much indeed. But I mean, water is... Anyway, anyway, Chris, each to their own. Chris says, I don't enjoy drinking plain water to keep hydrated and I'm too cheap to buy lots of tonic. So I figure that I could make my own. Or you could just move to Scotland and get it from a stream. I just need to get some gas <laughs> and a bottle of tonic concentrate. Yeah, and some gin. That's, <laughs> that'll, be, <laughs> that'll be the trick, won't it? Um but yeah, I, I I thought that cramps. They always used to say in the old days, cramps. You you had some salt. I mean, salt's bad for you in other ways, I guess. But um, all these other things um, are really good. You know, Ian Barton leapt in there with the the thing about exercises and keeping warm. I mean, he he knows because he goes cycling a lot, and uh, he's got just the same problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I just going back to the thing about water. If I'm drinking water from a tap. It's just like um, procedural for me. It's n- there's no pleasure in it at all. I want to put something in it to make it taste of something. It's just so boring and dull and plain and taste of nothing. Yeah, I can understand that, yeah. There you go. James Reed is next on modern LED candle small Edison screw bulbs and how long they last. The adverts always quote many tens of thousands of hours, partly justifying the price as compared to old-fashioned incandescent bulbs. I love the cheap running costs of LED bulbs, but I'm finding increasingly that they just don't last very long. I've bought all sorts of brands from high quality ones, Philips, Osram, etc. to cheap and cheerful ones, but it doesn't seem to make any difference. I'm quite regularly having bulbs which start flickering, going dim or just failing completely. It also seems to be getting hard to buy the sort I want from decent brands too. So I'm taking the claims of tens of thousands of hours with a hefty pinch of salt back to salt again. Yes. The most recent ones <laughs> I bought have lasted barely a few months. It, uh, it does now feel like we're getting back to where we started with incandescent bulbs, where they are effectively disposable and we don't expect them to last very long, which seems a real shame. So, yeah, good point. If, if your eco-friendly LED bulbs are being thrown away at the same rate as the old-fashioned ones, where's the eco-friendly gone? Yes. You're just buying more of them. Good point, James. I had a... Um, an LED bulb that kept blowing in my static, and I didn't <clears> think anything further of it. I, I put it down to what you know, dodgy electrics. But maybe he's right. Perhaps it was that the um, that they're just not very good. And uh, I don't know. 
But yeah, good point. Any experience of this? Well, just a thought. I I haven't heard about them blowing so quickly. I wonder, James, if you might have an issue with your electricity, if you haven't got a constant supply or if there's some sort of fluctuation or peaking going on with your electricity that the bulbs aren't enjoying. I don't know if it's worth your having, excuse me again, <clears throat> the electricity checked to check that your current is consistent. Other than that, I have no idea. Yeah. You want an inhaler, I reckon. I think I do, yes. <clears throat> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Mine this week. Oh, do you remember literally and how we've both waxed lyrical about how everything is literally <laughs> this and literally that and people do not understand yeah. the difference between li- literally and figuratively? You know, I literally died. Did you? Well, then how are you able to tell me this? <laughs> oh, but I think, do you know what? I think we're going to have to get used to it. I think we've got to just take a deep breath and accept that literally has changed its meaning in society and it, it, it just doesn't mean literally anymore. Mm. But there's another one around the corner and it's obviously... You hear people explain things and you say, well, yes, I'm a little bit unwell today, Ted, but obviously I got out of bed this morning and didn't feel well. Well, why is it obvious? What, what makes it obvious? And if it's obvious, why am I telling you? Because there's no need yeah. to. Uh, it's, becoming, it's becoming the next abused word and it's just a shame. Tis all. Yeah, I, I, I do agree <laughs> that the English language meanders, certainly, um, and it tends to be younger people that do it, uh, um, and that's a, an evolution of, of generations, I guess. Uh, it takes me back to the one that I come back to now and again, which is the... Um, the um, myriad. I I mean, no, oh, no. I mean. I'll, I'll, oh yes. I'll leave, I'll leave you alone with the myriad. <laughs> um, the, the the one is I mean. So you, so you you start off a sentence with I mean, like there was some pretext to the sentence. Yes, but, or so. Yeah. A lot of people start with so. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really odd. Anyway, yeah, I'll let you have that one. Obviously, I'll obviously let you have that one. <laughs> Thank you, Ted. <laughs> Now, we haven't got a gold star, or have... I'll tell you what, we, look, we can't have a show without the gold star lovely jingle. So oh, that's kind. Put, put it in. Oh, that was lovely, Ted. Um, why did we play the gold and star we'll, jingle? I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll give you a gold star for oh. being sick and still doing the show. Oh, oh that's very kind <laughs> of you, As you can hear, I have, apart from <clears throat> the frog meeting going on in the back of my larynx, um, I've sort of warmed up a little bit during the show. So yeah. um, we'll see what the day brings. But thank you, <laughs> thank you, Ted. Very kind for the gold star and allowing me to play the jingle again. And for um, keeping the show a bit shorter. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that doesn't um, affect anyone too badly. But yeah, we're a little bit shorter this week. No worries. We'll be back in two weeks' time with another one. So do let us know whatever works in your life. We'll bring the highlights of that to those shows going forward. Whateverworks.works is where you'll find all the stuff that we've talked about today. Links in the podcatchers around the place as well. Aidenbell.com is for Aiden. TedSalmon.com is for me. And in Ted's salmon.com you'll find links to all our MeWe groups all our audio podcasts everything you need to know so do come and join us and um, follow your nose with that uh, any last words from you or are you still inhaling no I was just thinking cramp can get a man out of bed faster than anything else on the planet <laughs> um, apart from that thank you for bearing with me this week I hope I'm a little bit more on the ball next time well done for sticking thank with you, it um, <coughs> it seems to be getting worse one last thing to say then, as usual. Don't forget, whatever works, works. Hello? Aiden? Are you there? Hello? Aiden?